Okay, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. How are you doing? And I give a shit. I really do. You know, it's so weird. I don't know why, but today I'm feeling a little disoriented sitting in my apartment by myself uh, doing this interview uh, in front of my cat and my dog. They, they don't care. They don't really, you know, my cat, I, I have to tell you something. I'm just going to get this off my chest and then we're going to move on. But I want to tell you that um, my cat and my dog don't really like me that much. And I feel like it's been really difficult because my dog likes my husband better than me. And my cat is sort of been pushed aside because the dog doesn't want the cat to get any attention. And the dog is very dominant. So the uh, dynamic in my household has gotten a little intense and it's, it's difficult, it's difficult, but um, we're hanging in there and the weather's getting nice. And I love that you guys, like I'm communicating with you and that makes me really happy. You know what else would make me really happy too? Is if you went to radiofreebrooklyn.com uh, slash drive to five, and donated some money or helped yourself to a shirt. Get a t-shirt. We've got some really great t-shirts just for donating. We've got five different designs. One of them I made. One of them is from um, uh, what's, uh, Cosmo Vinyl. Do you know who he is? He used to manage a clash. We got some really good stuff on there. So we would love you to uh, support our radio station during this difficult time. It's difficult. It's difficult. I know. But you know what? We're all going to get through this together and we're going to be a lot tougher. Like we're going to like, I, I, I'm feeling positive about this folks. I mean, I know it's difficult right now, but all emotional growth is difficult. Okay. So, and you know, usually when you go through emotional growth, you go through it either alone or with maybe a few other people, something difficult doesn't usually affect the whole world, but this is affecting the whole world and we're all growing together. And I, once we get, I mean, you know, I'm not getting into a thing about the government, but that's kind of the most negative, our personal government in the USA, I think is a big negative um, uh, draw or like, uh, you know, hub right now. And I think, we're going to get through this and uh, we're all going to be, we're going to be better people for it. Eat your vegetables. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I am thrilled because I have one of my, you know what? I'm going to tell you something, Cloudy. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, the director of the station, when I told him you were going to be on, he's like, you love pink clouds. He was like, what is up? You're always talking about them. You love them. <laughs> so I am certifiable fan. I mean, ask Tom Tenney, the director of the of Radio Free Brooklyn, and he will tell you, but yeah, and I've seen you in a few shows too. Yeah, I love your shows. I love everything about uh, Pink Clouds. Uh, Claudie Love is the lead, the I would say the lead creative because it's more than a band. It's the music is amazing, but one of the things that I really love and have always loved about Claudie 
and pink clouds is their whole aesthetic, their whole, I feel like there's this really passionate kind of, I don't know, it's like almost like a, uh, like a whole nature flower explosion, just like this whole, like, you know, if you saw a field of flowers blooming all at the same time, that's the aesthetic that I think Pink Clouds has. That was pretty good. What do you think, Claudia? That's good, right? That's kind of what it's like. So anyway, they do, um, they do everything. The music's great, but then there's puppets and just a whole world of, and, and I'm going to tell you to go to their Patreon page because that's a good place to find out about them. So it's patreon.com slash pink clouds. And you can also go to Instagram pink clouds and follow them there. And they're going to be doing a few live Instagrams here and there. But anyway, the last time I had cloudy and his, am I saying your name? Is that how you say it? Cloudy, right? Uh, so last time I had Cloudy on, he was here with Bear, right? Didn't you come into the station with Bear? Yep, yep. Right? And that was 2000. Do you know it was almost exactly three years ago, May 6, 2017? I'll post that link with this interview session. Uh, so you can go back and see where they were then. We got into some personal shit and we had, um, I remember Bear, I was asking Bear a lot of questions about you and he was, and he was kind of telling me about you so you didn't have to talk about yourself so much, right? Wasn't that kind of what yeah, happened? I, I wish I had him today. <laughs> so anyway, there you have it. That's why I try to describe why I am so passionate about this band and Cloudy. Um, but I want Cloudy to uh, explain, and anyway, their career, the band, I mean, I keep my eye on them. It's been unbelievable how they've taken off. They played, you know, sold out shows at Joe's Pub. They've toured, I'm going to say the world, because they have toured, toured several continents and um, sold out shows all through New York, you know, as far as I know, um, Joe's Pub, uh, Le Poisson Rouge, great, 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 great places. Every and the and the uh, crowds, are, they're you have really passionate fans, right? They like love your je ne sais quoi, right? Right, Claudia, don't you feel like that? I don't know why, but I mean, I, I guess one of the reasons is like I, I play a lot on the subway, so so I think a lot of people have found us in the subway, and it's just been like a. I think it's a special way of, of finding new music, you know, by, by finding it, it in life. Like you're well, walking down the street or you're going, you know, somewhere and all of a sudden the music just comes to you. So I don't know. I, I think, yeah. That, I think, I think you're a real natural. I think like you're just so naturally outrageous. Like you're not trying to be outrageous. And that's a really hard thing to pull off because you can't fake that. And I think people see you out in like the most democratic of places, right? The subway. And you're like really putting yourself out there like a really honestly crazy person who happens to be very talented. And I think people are like, wow, that person just is so comfortable being a freak with us and is giving us some great music. This is awesome. That's what I, I mean, from my, uh, you know, psychological analysis. That's what I think the public is responding to. So I'll shut up. I just, you're going to play some music for us. Here's the thing, guys. 
Claudia is going to play a song for us right now, and then I'm going to end our interview about 10 minutes early, and then he's going to, she is going to play, this is me, this is my, this is my Mishagas. She is going to play, uh, I'm going to let her play at the end, so we can really, you know, have some music, some extended play. Uh, but before we get started, can you just describe, you know, s tell us about your band, like how you see it and, and all that stuff and go ahead, <laughs> please. So the best description I, I can think of, I mean, it's, we're a mix of so many things, but I, I like to call it an imaginary band. And really, um, even from the name of the band, it's like something that I came up with when I was like 14 years old. And it's like, I always wanted to have you know, a, you know, you know, when you're a kid and you, and you just pretend you have a band and you maybe like play with a broom and, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, so, so I, I always had this, this idea of, of what it would be like to have, and it's probably not the most traditional idea. I mean, I want, I, I always thought that the, the bass player would be some kind of animal and the, the you know, the, the drummer would be some kind of old wise man with magical powers and, and. Uh, and and to some extent, you know, when it, when it came time to start a band in New York City, when I moved here a few years ago, um, I, I was able to, maybe because I was playing so much in the subway, you know, I was able to meet exactly the kind of people that that, that I had always wanted to, to have in my in my band and to yeah. do the, the kind of music that I always wanted to do. Like, especially in this city, I, I felt that I could... I, I think I, I had kept myself from really going as crazy as I could uh, throughout wow. the years and until I finally got to New York and and it just New York not only does it let you do whatever you want it actually almost encourages you to to go as as wild and crazy like you, you really you, you feel the how the love comes back uh, you know it, it's so much more you know in, in, in such a bigger way when you really allow yourself to 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 be truthful and, and to be to be you and to and, and in my case if you're a little bit weird then you know it, it really appreciates the weirdness so so you felt embraced and for those who you felt embraced and for those who don't know you're originally from puerto rico right yeah, that's correct that's correct yeah Which, yeah has its own its fair amount of weirdness for sure i think you brought some of it with you yeah yeah anyway i'm excited to hear you play what song are you going to so, play uh, i'm going to do a, a relatively new song from our upcoming album um it's a song called hopscotch
Yeah! Oh, yeah! Maybe we can edit in some applause there, man. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, my cat and my dog haven't fucking moved. That was great. I really enjoyed that. And I know uh, everyone else has. God, it's great. Thank you so much. I actually have this, um, in case you, I mean, there was more than one voice because I'm using a looper. So I, I ah, mm -hmm. throughout the song. And one of the loopers I have actually has an applause. It does? Oh, let's, really? Oh, great. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I've been doing this show on uh, on Instagram and different, you know, different things, Zoom also, and and it's such a weird thing to, to play and and like not not that I'm expecting anyone to. No, play. no, but it's like you know, it's part of the rhythm of playing, having applause, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. So so yeah, and it's it's hard not to feel a little bit awkward if you finish a song. And it's like, yeah, right. No, you know, it's funny because um, I was watching this Conan video um, at a, whatever, and, you know, they, they put in applause. They put in the taped applause, you Conan, know, uh, oh, Conan O'Brien, Conan O'Brien. Oh, yeah. You know, it's really funny because it reminds me of just really quickly. When I was a little, when I was a little kid, um, the cleaning lady would come over and she'd watch like whatever soap operas or stuff. And whenever or, you know, whatever, television. And whenever the laugh track came on, I would laugh. Yeah. And then she, I remember, I got traumatized by this. And she said, why are you laughing? You know, and she goes, Cause, you know, and I'm like, because they're laughing. I'm supposed to laugh. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah that, that works. That works. So I, I really, really like laugh tracks. And uh, like, so I, I'm a very big fan of Calvin and Hobbes, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One time I got like this huge box set which has absolutely every single comic of Calvin and Hobbes. Wow. And I was like, so I'm so an experiment I do with some people if they were born in the um, 80s, basically, is uh, I, I check what, what was the comic on the day they were born. And, uh, and like that kind of like says something about you. And oh, mine, I love that. Uh, mine, uh, which I will not say the, the you know, the date. Uh, <laughs> But my, mine is actually Calvin. Uh, he's like talking to his mom and he just, he says anything like it's just, just something that's not particularly funny. And then he just starts laughing. And then uh, he says something else and he starts clapping. And the mom is like completely confused as to what he's doing. And he explains that, you know, he thought that his life would be a lot more fun if he had a, a clap track and a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much. I get happened. it. Oh, that's yeah. great. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I have one of those little noise make, maker things that you can carry around and it makes yeah. different sounds. I kind of want to grab it. I have it right here. Let me see if I got it. Well, anyway, if it was right here, oh, it's right here. I'm going to show it to you, but I don't know. Um, anyway, in the meantime, um, you know, I was thinking, Cloudy, it might be a good idea because I'm worried that we're going to run out of time to maybe do another song right up front because oh, sure. I realize, this is what I realize, I realize I'm watching the time and I want to make sure we get enough, uh, enough pink clouds in there. So um, would you like to do another song right now? I want to make sure everybody hears your music. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, great. Thank you. In the meantime, 
So I got this thing that uh, has all these different sounds on it. Oh, no batteries. Um, all righty. So here's what we're going to talk about, guys. So you stick around because Claudia is uh, someone who really owns, in my mind anyway, owns the busking situation in the subway. Uh, she's really made it work. And that's how I met Claudia. But her whole thing is based, started out on Delancey Street. And I think that's a really important uh, place for you, isn't it? Like, I mean, that's kind of your home in a certain way, isn't it? Is that where you feel most at home when you're playing? Or like, is that? Yeah, it's a beautiful station for, for many reasons. Um, one of them is just the way that it's made makes a lot, it invites a lot of people uh, to kind of hang out there. All, you know, all kinds of people. Uh, some people, you know, who, who may be uh, homeless, other people who just, you know, have, you know, they've, they've, gotten, they've got nothing particular to do in that specific day and they just they go there and they hang out and they, they might bring like something to drink with them and they just sit down and it's, it's made, it's uh, the disposition of the places in such a way that they can sit down and listen to the musicians that are playing. And a lot of musicians play there on a regular basis. Oh. It's like a little, it's a place to do your own show. It feels like a little theater, right? I know what you mean. Like it, for, for, for those of you that may not know, although I can't imagine any of my listeners aren't knowing, but because it's such a, but it's such an iconic place. But anyway, it, it does, it is sort of almost set up a little bit like a theater. I could see that, but it's also in the Lower East Side. It's not like, like Times Square. Have you played in Times Square? Yeah, and I, yeah, I didn't really love it. It's a much. very different vibe. It's like, it's very touristy, people all in a rush. And it's just, it's a very different, it has its own vibe, Delancey Street. So uh, we're gonna talk about, um, how this pandemic is um, changing changing lives and affecting you and stuff like that. But let's do another song. So what song is this one going to be? So you were What's asking this me earlier before we started the show about uh, songs in Spanish. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you one of my new songs in Spanish. Oh, wonderful. I love it. Atomica, which means atomic. Atomic? <laughs> yeah, atomic, atomic. Pero me viene, 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 pero me
Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, so basically, what did that translate into? Just probably that means atomic. So atomic. Kind of about, yeah. Uh, well, they're both they both have similar subjects. I mean, uh, the both songs I played. Uh, it's kind of about just like diving in, diving into to to the unknown, and you know whatever that that you know everything might explode in your face, but you just like go in there. It's kind of a a crazy love song about just like you know doing it, and uh, and whatever happens is what had to happen. So uh, yeah. Oh, great. That's perfect for right now, because that's where we all are. We're just diving in and seeing what, and we're all, like I said, we're, you know, we're all in this together. We're all like facing an uncertain oh, yeah. future. Yeah. And that's yeah. With, 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 with endless possibilities, a lot of them are going to be great. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but if you can deal with the uncertainty, you're going to be great. Exactly. And we're all dealing with the uncertainty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, one of the so anyway, back to the subways. So um, you know, we were talking about how you you uh, you know the Delancey Street is station is some place that you really connect to and you really feel at home in, and it's a place that I think you get a lot of. It, it's like, is that the first place? Like when you came to New York in 2015, is that like this is my pad? Um. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I, like, I played in different places. You know, feeling it out. Uh, first place I ever bust in when I moved to New York was Coney Island, which is also a very wow. magical and special place for sure. How was that? Was it what you expected or how was that? It's great. I mean, I, I still love Coney Island. It's just a little bit more of a, of a pain in the butt to get down there from where yeah. I am. In the week. Number one. Number two, it's only good for the summer. And uh. even in the summer or when it's not like full on summer yet, it's more like weekend. So it's a little bit more limited. Right, 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 right. Oh, I absolutely adore Coney Island. Okay, good, good, good. We love Coney Island. Yes, um, but no, but so, so I tried different stations. When I found the land, see, I knew this was my spot. It has bathrooms. It does? I did not know that. Not really? Open, but on the downtown side of the F train, um, yeah, there, there's bathrooms there. So, so How I'm, are they? Are they kind of, I mean, I mentioned they're really gross. Are they okay? Are they gross? They're gross. Yeah, yeah. But 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 they exist, and if you need that, it's right there. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not like a green room kind of situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's my it's my kind of green room. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So so there's something about the vibe there that like you connected with right away. I love at first right. sight. Love at first sight. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm gonna say that um, your your I mean, there, there aren't a lot of people that really do make a living as far as I can tell, like that is you, you, you're, there aren't that many musicians that I know of that really do well or own the busking situation as well as you do. And I think like, you know, we, we give you that, you, you know, and you do make, you do make like a pretty good portion of your living off of busking, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting rich by busking, but I'm, but I'm living in New York. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we artists consider making a living the goal with yeah. our art. I mean, that's a very high bar for any creative person in New York, very high bar. So yeah. you've come here and you're making a living and busking is a big part of it. So, but I 
feel like for you busking is more than just make there's something about you being in that public environment that really works well for you right do you want to tell us what that's about how that sure. what that feeling's like you know i'm I, i'm very very since i was a kid i've been very much obsessed with new york uh, I think I told you in the last show, but in part because of this book called Who Needs Donuts uh, by Mark Allen Stamani, which right. has like uh, all these like amazing, like very, very saturated with information, uh, drawings, and just all the madness and craziness and greediness in New York. And I've always been obsessed with that. And then when I moved here, you know, it's very easy, even in New York, to somehow be disconnected from that. And maybe even more in today's New York, which is not as greedy and not as crazy as probably the one from the 70s that he's that he drew um but in the subway uh and and on the streets also especially in summer i feel like it's not just that i'm in it i feel connected to it i, I feel mm. like somehow i'm connected to to people uh to to like the pulse of, of the city i know that's kind of a cliche or the subconscious of the city but it's true i mean because you're you're, it's not only the individual, even though I've met so many beautiful individuals in the subway, but but it's just every like mm -hmm. like all the individuals make this one great thing, and and that is New York, and and I really feel it. Like sometimes, I I go out and busk, and like maybe the first hour, first two hours, I'm in a funk. I'm I'm like trying, you know, I'm thinking about making money. I'm thinking about like you know doing the songs and setting up, and I'm not really getting there. But there's there's this weird moment, usually after about two hours, where no, nothing matters anymore, and you kind of like break through this invisible barrier, and all of a sudden, every, you're like kind of in it. Like everything is just flowing, the energy, people, and, and people start smiling at me, and people start talking to me, and and everything is just like magically connected. I, I swear, it's it's very it's a very beautiful moment that I've become a little bit addicted to. Uh, <laughs> I, I like sometimes I'm at home and I, I don't even need to bust that day. Maybe maybe I'm fine with rent for that month. Uh, maybe I should be composing. Maybe I should be writing. Maybe I should be I don't know whatever. But I just I just need it. I just absolutely wow. I'm very addicted to that. You know it's really funny because as somebody who's lived here like um I you know I was born here in 1956. I lived in Stuyvesant Town till I was eight, and then I moved back after college in 1978. And that is kind of the juice or whatever the connection that I value so much. And um, as somebody who I see, you know, you came here in 2015, so where I sit, that's relatively new. And um, I love hearing that because it makes me think like that's still there you know and that's something that i've recognized throughout my life of being here and for you you know starting out here in 2015 it's so great hearing that you know you see that and that reminds us there's something mag magical right about new york that you just can't find anywhere i mean i can't find it anywhere else i have never found it at, i've been other places have you been to LA? I'm always so competitive. No, no I haven't. Really? What, why it. not? No, why, why not? Uh, it just hasn't yes, happened. Yeah, it just hasn't happened. I want you to go to LA and then give me your opinion on LA versus New York. Will you let me know if you ever do, when yeah. you get, you will get there, I'm sure. First thing I do, I'll, I'll get there and I'll... Yeah. Give me a call and give me your, your honest opinion. 
So as somebody who obviously connects with New York and connects with the subway, like what's, what's going on? Like, what's your experience? What's your emotional experience? Like, I mean, let me just say, I don't want this to be depressing because we're all getting back there, but like, what's this transition been like for now? I mean, it's been even more particularly frustrating, I think, because the weather was starting to get nice uh, and, and it still is. And, uh, and apart from the subway, I really like playing on the street. I think I also get that connection by playing. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people are in a slightly better mood <laughs> in the street, which is also nice. Uh, mm. And, and I, so I really enjoy that. And like, right when that was happening, you know, the, the, this all happened, but it's been, it's, it's been hard. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It's been, it's been hard, but, but I've taken it as an opportunity to do, I mean, like I said, sometimes because of my addiction to busking, I will, I will, you know, procrastinate on things I have to do. So I've been doing a lot of things at home uh, mm -hmm. that, I, that I needed to do. I've been, you know, I've been working on new songs, some of them inspired by what's mm -hmm. going on. Um, and I've also been, I've been working on, on a book, uh, which is going to have 26 poems and stories. Oh, uh, wow. 26 because each one will have only words that start with a specific letter. So there's going to be, you know, one that only has uh, words that start with A. Oh, wow. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, wow. Because yeah. I once wrote this poem called uh, Why Would Werewolves Worship Waffles? Oh, uh, my God. That's hilarious. So, so now I decided that I'm going to make a, a picture book with that. And uh, so I've been working on that project, and that's been a lot. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird how, you know, certain, like, letters will drive you, you know, they kind of drive the poem or the story to wherever it's going. So, like, I did the Y, uh, which is, you know, there's not that many words with the letter Y. And everything kind of, like, went towards insults. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Like, what, give us an example. Uh, so, you know, it was like, you yucky yuppies. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, you like yacht yearning, yodeling, y yucky Yankee yuppies. And you know, it was all like, it was just like so, a of, of different insults with the Y. And, uh, <laughs> and at the end, it's like the yoga, uh, like uh, y y Yolanda's yogi yelled yesterday. So it was like all these insults yelled by a yogi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. Like, I, I like limitations that make, you know, that they kind of drive the thing towards it has to go just, uh, you know, naturally. <laughs> Right. So why, why uh, words are, have a, in, that's interesting because I, you know, there is an onomatopoeic s sensibility to words, meaning words sound like what they, words mean like what they sound like. And are you waving around like some kind of weird um, uh, finger pinky thing? Like what, did you just put that on unconsciously? I'm getting a, I have to get a picture. It, like, is this just who you are? Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I, I have these things. Wait a second. Wait a second. You just put them on like, okay. Oh, okay. So hold on. Hold on. I'm using that one. Guys, you, well, I'll post, I'm going to use this picture, but. On my fingers. Okay. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, Okay, we're seeing another, we're seeing another, you know, the Zoom thing is great because you really, we, we can get pictures this way and videos yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But, so I'm going to post that when I post this, this, this uh, session, but um, 
So that's been rough. Have you thought about going, are you thinking about playing outside or can you play outside or what? I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather not. Uh, I don't, I don't really feel that worried for myself right now, but I, Oh yeah. Thing to do. I, I, I feel like I, Oh, right. Not yet. Maybe soon, hopefully soon. But, but for now I feel like I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't you don't want, want people to stand next to each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you start playing again, are you going to police that? Are you going to have to do that? You going to bring somebody with you? How are you going to manage that? I have I hadn't really thought about that yet. I'm not like I You haven't gotten to that one day at a time. Make a sign. Make a sign. No, you know, I see you making a sign. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Maybe you'll do that. Maybe you'll do that. So it's so it's been rough, but you you're there with you have a partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys are hanging out to get you We're well. Out together, playing a lot of Scrabble. Uh, are you? <laughs> yeah, I've gotten really good at Scrabble. <laughs> oh. <laughs> with, my, with my letter, with my letter poems. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, but but something good about the about being a busker actually, I've been thinking because something that I don't see happening anytime soon is venues, uh, music venues opening. Mm -hmm. Even if a lot are you know restaurants and stuff open in the next month or a couple of months. I really don't see like, you know, shows with 100 to 500 people mm. uh, standing next to each other. I just really don't see that happening. So, so luckily, I feel like I've been, you know, maybe I've been preparing all this time for this. Huh. Moment. You know, that's so interesting. I, you know, that hadn't occurred to me, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like what you do is so democratic because it's out in public. You don't have to buy a ticket. You just have to be there at the right place at the right time or know about it. Yeah. So this is actually kind of a good, this is kind of a good thing. Maybe we'll get some, we'll all get some like music out on the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that a lot of people will do that or people who don't usually busk. I always try to tell musicians, you know, that, that don't usually bust to, to try it out because it really, because it, it's such a great thing to do. I mean, you, you get you get to play for like the you know a real audience, like not the audience that already knows you, not the whatever right. indie indie rock musician and you know the indie yeah rock. right. You get and you get to test stuff out because I think if things are are good, then usually all kinds of people like it. I mean, people react well to like people aren't that closed. I mean, at least in New York City. Yeah. So yeah, I hope that we'll That's see. an interesting perspective. So you, you don't think so, but the thing that you do give up that I think a lot of musicians, you know, understandably probably for the kind of music they're doing, they give, they give up control, right? Do you feel like is that, is that why a lot, why do you think a lot of musicians don't like busking or why isn't it more popular? It's a great medium. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's, it's funny you say control because yeah, I feel like um, I, that that is part of the experience. You have to let, you got to lose a little bit of that, that control. And, you know, sure, like maybe some people don't like doing that, and that's fine. But to mm -hmm. me, that's one of the, the good things about it. Like, mm -hmm. you let the city shape what you do. And that, that's kind of what's happened, what this project has been from the beginning. Like, everything from, from how I dress to the kind of, like, decorations that I put in my busking setup. Because, you know, I, I put lights and signs and sometimes... Mm -hmm and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. i i kind of like react to how people are reacting and what people you know what works and uh -huh. not in the way like oh i'm gonna sell out or oh people want to yeah. do pop songs so i'm gonna do pop songs no be yourself but see what things you know work better than others and it, it but you have to be open to like 
constantly evolve, uh, you know, based on what, what the city wants and what the city needs. I don't know. I'm kind of like, it's almost like I'm religious about, about the city. Like what, whatever, whatever, God, <laughs> whatever the New York gods want. And that's <laughs> but I also think that you're making an emotional connection. You're making an emotional connection with people and you're sensitive to that. Like you're getting the feedback from them. Like, I don't know. Um, you know, you are by nature for whatever reason, uh, tuned into that, you know, and I don't know, I mean, there are like a lot of, not, not every performer, not every performer is right. You know what I mean? Where, where they're, where they're, um, you know, I mean, we're all inspired by different things. And I think a lot of your inspiration comes from that feedback with, with the people but not, but like just at random people. You like feedback from random people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think everybody gets, does that, you know? Yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah. Don't, you know, they don't have any reason mm -hmm. to, to, to applaud or to give you money or to stop and listen. They, you know, they are not obligated to, to anything. And right. And they're not like, oh, maybe I should give constructive criticism or maybe I should, you know, maybe I should say something nice so that it's not like too discouraging. You know, no, they don't care. They don't give up. So right. that's, yeah. So you believe like, it's kind of like if they really do like you, you kind of believe it. The yeah. feedback you get is, feels very genuine to you. Yeah. And if they don't too, cause it's not like yeah. positive. I've, you know, I've had sure. apathy. I've, I've, I've had all that. And no, the, the feedback in general feels, and that's what you want. You want that on it. You want, unsolicited feedback <laughs> and i don't think everybody wants that that's really that's really masochistic you know that sometimes i feed off of like i was telling you about like those first two hours where i'm like kind of like hitting against an invisible wall well that yeah those first two hours can be pretty masochistic when i'm busking like it, it, sometimes i mean it's not always two hours sometimes it's nothing but but yeah the, the, you're like, oh, why are you know why aren't they listening? Why I and I just kind of like it makes it more tragic, and I even feed off of that tragedy of like, oh, I'm I'm here, nobody's listening, and I just like keep on going, keep on until I'm so tired that I just disintegrate, and and uh, and and become, so, you know, I don't know, some I become part of the air in the subway station, and then it starts working, uh, I guess. So do you do you so like do you you like the challenge of winning people over, okay. maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, did you have trouble winning people? Like, were you like that as a kid? <laughs> wow. See that? Now? Yeah. That's a left turn right there. What do you think? Hmm. I did. I did. I did. Did you? Like, what would happen? Like, tell me about it. Well, I mean, let's see. I. I my parents dressed me in, in, a, in a very particular way when I was a kid, and I had a lot of trouble with that. Particular uh, meaning weird, but particular, weird, what do you mean? Weird, you're, you're, you're being, you're being um, protective of them, which is very sweet by using the word particular. But what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> what do you really mean? A lot of sailor outfits. Uh, oh. My hair was not too uh, short. Or you know the way that, that most people would think that my hair should have been. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of uh, yeah. They, they, do you feel like they used you as an expression of their own fashion sense, kind of a way to express oh. their own fashion? 
Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Did you stick out? Like, did they did they dress you to stick out? I mean, you probably look fabulous, but did they dress you to? I mean, whether you enjoyed it or not is another story. But it sounds like they put a real effort into how you were going to look, yeah. right? A very thought that it was it was kind of self conscious in a way, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they wanted me to stick out. I think they they had like. They, they also didn't like really believe in, in much TV or technology or video games. So it was uh -huh. like more of a belief thing, like, no. So, so kids are dressing a certain way nowadays. Well, I don't believe that that's the way the kids uh -huh. dress. So I'm gonna, did, it's my kids, so I'm going to do whatever I want. Did uh, you talk to them about, did, you, did they know, that, did you get bullied for that or picked yeah. on? Yeah. And did they know that? I don't think they did. And you they did. didn't, did you know, did you have feelings about that? Did you feel like... Um, did you feel like I wish they would dress me normally or did you just take for granted that's that's what the way it was? Did you have feelings about it or was it just like other? Oh, I, uh, I would probably like have these feelings of I wish they would dress me normal and I would suppress them because uh, because I knew that I wasn't really gonna, you know, I, I, I just felt that it was easier to suppress them, I guess. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, but it, eventually I, you know, I, I kind of came to my own and I, uh, I started dressing the way I wanted to, and I started doing what I wanted to, and I probably became a little bit more normal for a few years until, <laughs> until. Oh, so you mean you wound up going now when you got older, you're like, I'm picking out my own clothes and I'm going to look like everybody else. And then after a while you realized how constraining that was and you were like, fuck it. Yeah. But I didn't start wearing the sailor outfits, so I didn't go back. No. You I went to your own version. Yeah. So when we went back to that, um, did, how did your parents react when you started dressing normally? And then how did they react when you started dressing the way you wanted to? Did they have reactions? So I think they, they, they didn't really react uh, out, uh, you know, they didn't really tell me much. Um, they lost control at a certain point, especially when I dropped out of high school and, uh, and I, I just started like doing what, and uh, doing whatever I wanted. Like they, it got to a point where they just knew they, they were always really they were, mm -hmm. you know i wouldn't say hippies but they were liberal and they, they were they had their own vision a lot of things and then at, at one point like they realized that, that it was completely out of their hands and uh, uh -huh. it was and 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 it's you know i think they they for a while they they were maybe disappointed or maybe they felt like darn it i wish i could have like really made cloudy do certain things so you know like finish college or whatever but now, but, but I've always done it kind of exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. and in the end, well, this is not the end, but at least. No, 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 not even, yeah. not even. I end mean, is, I'm, I'm at, but at this point in your life, they're, they're like really happy about it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's great. So they sound great. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, and they actually wound up putting you through something that was difficult, but wound up being kind of like fabulous, right? I guess so. For yeah. you, because, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, you listeners, um, Claudia and I went very deeply. I remember we went pretty deeply into your childhood and stuff in our earlier session in oh, 2017, yeah. right? Didn't we get, we got really into it. So I'm going to post that along with this. Um, so you can, like, if you want to really learn, like, about Claudia's childhood, I think there was a lot in there, right? I haven't listened to that interview in I know, I haven't either. Maybe maybe Bear got a, but I remember we got a lot out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, 
So how does that relate, since I have to, I have to get to the bottom of this, and then I'll, I, I won't press you on it too no, far, too much farther. I don't want you to cry. No, <laughs> no but um, you won't. No. But I'm just curious, so how does that relate to wanting other people to, to, like, to like have the challenge, the, the drive to just put yourself out there and then get, get the reaction you get? Does that, does that relate back to that? Do you know what I mean, what we were talking about? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, re repeat it again. Or, or, okay, yeah. so when we were talking about how you're masochistic, right, that you, uh, you, you, you put yourself out there and then you, you challenge yourself really by winning people over, which you are really brilliant at, but it, you would challenge yourself that way. And I was wondering where that came from your childhood. Yeah, so I, I guess so. I mean, I guess... Because I did have friends, like you know, uh, but believe it or not, you know, even though I did get bullied, I did, I did have friends, and I did win a lot of people over either through jokes or or drawings. I remember I would, yeah, I would make all these weird drawings of uh, of like crazy green people doing weird things, and uh, I don't know, I, I I think through through humor a lot of times, or or through singing or different things that I did, acting, also doing voices. Mm -hmm. uh, I, mm -hmm. I kind of won some people over. And uh, mm -hmm. so, so maybe so maybe there's some part of me feels more alive or, or feels like like only only feels alive when there's like a, some kind of challenge, something that I have to. Yeah, if people if people already, you know, they're, they're already there to, to, to like me or to see me, it's, it's just not as as much fun as when you have to, like, you know, challenge yourself. Well, maybe you feel like you make a deeper connection by putting yourself out there because like, say, um, they have to kind of know you and appreciate you on some level. They have to connect with you in order to like you because everything, like they can just go, who is that freak and walk by, which plenty of, you know, I've been, I'm, there. I'm with you on that. I mean, I've been there, <laughs> you know, that happens. I mean, I performed in public. I know how that... I mean, in a di very different way, but I know how that is. Uh, and then the people that really appreciate you connect with you. So it's either they don't care about you or they connect with you. Yeah. Or maybe they don't, maybe they don't like you. Do you get, do you get people that actively dislike you and are hostile? I don't, I don't imagine you do, but do you get, you don't get a lot of that, do you? Or no, no every now and then someone will scream. So I mean, it's New York, of course. Yeah. But you, you get mostly ignored or people really dig your vibe. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Yeah, that. yeah. So so you, those are all good things. So you probably learned from growing up the value of not being ignored, but the also that you have to work hard to get people to connect with you. Like it's not about what you look like or anything superficial. It's about the effort you make of what you have to offer, like drawings or songs or voices. Yeah. And then if you put yourself out there enough, you will get that back. Yeah. And, and it's funny because sometimes I feel like, you know, you, you would think, oh, I, I would want to do like the craziest songs when I'm busking to get people's attention. And sometimes it's just it's doing the absolute opposite. Like I do like the more, like the softer, more, more emotionally exposed songs. And, and mm -hmm. I start playing them like as knowing that, oh, nobody's going to listen to this, like too quiet. Nobody's going to pay attention. And all of a sudden it's like the absolute opposite. Like, so there, there is something really beautiful about, about like really showing yourself, exposing yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. 
So is there any demographic that you particularly appeal to, or is it a very broad demographic? Do children particularly like you or any, is there, who responds to you? Can you, can you pinpoint any particular audience? All kinds of people. All kinds of people. You never know. Uh, I've even had uh, a lot of Hasidic Jews. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hasidic Jews. Yes. That's a humorless group. I'm impressed. I've actually been hit on by a Hasidic Jew. Uh, no, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Like subtle, you know, like he gave me the paper, you know, he gave with his phone number. Uh, wow, a Hasidic Jew? You better report him. That, oh my God. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I, and you didn't, do you still have the number? Why don't you put it up on the screen? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what happened to that number, but yeah. Anyway, Claudia, I love talking to you. I love your music. I want every, we're, we got uh, five minutes left. So I want you to put in another, play another song, but I want to, I want to tell everybody to go to your Patreon page, okay? So that's Pink Louds, P-I-N-C-L-O-U-D-S. I also want to let you guys know that um, you should really go and check uh, Pink Clouds and Claudia out because the videos, I love the videos. The videos are incredible. Everything, there's so much, it's such a, it's more than music. It's a really rich experience. So I want you guys to check that out and make sure to stick around. We've got great programming this afternoon. Schedule has not changed. Some people are working, are doing it live from home. I may learn how. Some people are doing pre-records, but we have the same great schedule, same great. We, we see each other on Zoom all the time, Radio Free Brooklyn hosts. Stick around, okay? And... Um, Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Drive to Five and Claudie's going to sing us, going to give us one last song. What, what are you going to play? A song called Soul in My Body uh, with a new song called Kalimba. All righty. All right. From our first album. You can find it on Spotify. Oh, great. Thanks for being on. Thank great you. having you. No soul in my body. I 
Your dreams, your dreams. 